um, what experiences are kind of most critical to, uh, to put on your resume? You're qualified to do something, however that comes. Why ask for permission? And so like, I, I travel so much that remote is literally like a godsend to me. Recruiting ish. Web three. Web three. World-class podcast. Let's get it. Let's go. The topics of discussion you cannot get from another. Opportunities in Web three. We got you covered. Meta intro. Been dope. Gotta thank you for the love and support that you're giving. Keep it coming. We going up in jazz fees. Interviews with the crews. Making moves, let's see, it's a brand new world of NFTs. Join in, recruiting Gish Podcast, yes please. Join in, recruiting Gish Podcast, yes please. Meta Intro does not give financial advice. Information provided by Meta Intro is intended to be used and must be used for informational purposes only. Always do your own research on the companies that you apply to and the opportunities that you invest in. Welcome everybody back to the Recruiting-ish Podcast. Um, I'm Alex. I'm here with Nick and Lacey from the Meta Intro team. Uh, if you're seeing this, you might be seeing this in a couple different places. We're trying out uh, a new format where we're both recording the podcast, which will go to all major platforms on Monday the 6th. So if you miss this, don't worry. The recording will be live, both video and audio, so you can check that out. Um, but if you're live with us, it looks like we're live across possibly YouTube and LinkedIn. So um, you know, feel free to comment, engage with us. We're doing a similar format to last week where... We're fielding questions, looking to hear what's going on in the market with hiring, your hurdles, um, and we've got a few uh, recordings to listen to and, and give some advice and comment on. I'm excited. It's a fun new format, switching it up, trying some new things. And uh, for okay. anyone wondering where we source these questions from, there's an exclusive kind of a back room in a Discord where we're sourcing everything from to uh, to begin with. So that's... Uh, kind of uh if you want the 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 extra tea kind of uh before we do it live on the on the pod that's where everything's going down first before we dive in i i wanted to talk a little bit about something uh, about a pod, another podcast i was listening to yesterday do you guys listen to coindesk podcasts not coindesk coin market cap i do did you listen oh, to yesterday's i don't podcast? listen to that but... Um, yesterday, uh, coin market cap, I've been, I've been so, so about listening to their daily, their daily pods. Cause they have some really good information, uh, and the format is wonderful, but yesterday they were covering hiring and they were talking about the layoffs this past month compared to last or compared to December. And they said that across the big tech companies, especially in web three, this past month alone in January. Uh, there were over 46,000 people laid off compared to the month before, which was, I think they said like 106 or 107,000 people. Isn't that crazy? What it's could nuts. have uh, I mean, caused like such a spike, right? Yeah. Um, and this morning I was also reading through my daily dose of the milk Do you guys read that? Yes. Yes, that's right. You don't read the milk red, Alex? I don't. You're going to have to forward me that. It's a, it, it's, it was started up by the uh, My First Millionaire guys, right? And then, uh, yeah, they had a- It was on uh, Beehive. They had an event. Yeah, so on Beehive, uh, which is a newsletter platform from the guys, ex-Morning Brew guys, and uh, grew super fast, all about crypto, kind of like the skim vibe, but um, crypto degen version. 
um, scaled super quickly and sold. And I think it was Beehive's like most, like biggest success story. But um, Milk Road is great if you want like crypto news fed to you in a way that doesn't feel like CNBC like structured or Bloomberg crypto like very structured. Um, and they cover other things that happen in this space uh, aside from just like the headlines that you see. So they'll dive into like super specific things. Like this morning I was reading and did you know, of course, that this would happen, that uh, there's some producers that's, that are trying to pick up, oh, let me find it, hold on one sec. Um, Marky Mark, our favorite, uh, his production company is going to develop a documentary exploring the FTX, FTX Fiasco and CZ. Interesting. Yeah. Um, but the reason I was bringing this up is because- That's gonna be a cool one. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be good. Um, and I'm and I'm waiting for, uh, I loved uh, Hulu's The Dropout. I loved the Uber um, scripted uh, uh, short, was it? It was like a- We- uh, Yeah, We Crash was Super also fun. really good. Super pump. That's what I was thinking about. Yeah. Um, so of course there's going to be an SPF version of that at some point, but it's amazing that like Mark Wahlberg is getting to the documentary version of it first. Um, but the reason that I'm bringing this up is because the headline underneath that, um, on the opposite side of talking about all the layoffs over the past month, 46,000, that's a ton of people being laid off. Um, Amazon is hired. AWS uh, is hiring specialists for their web three go to market team. Um, and they're trying to grow out their Web3 clientele. And so, of course, in a bear market and after Amazon's layoffs, they're looking towards Web3. Um, so despite the layoffs, there's a ton of jobs that are still being posted, a ton of big companies trying to figure out like what their go-to-market strategy within Web3 is. Um, so if you're listening to this, there's still a ton of opportunities out there for you. It's especially notable that uh, it's not like Amazon just kind of ported their existing staff over to the Web3 wing of the company, right? Like this is all new blood. So it's not, you know, everyone's kind of starting from like a similar level as well. Yeah, I think also what we're seeing is Amazon notices that there's a massive candidate pool of super talented individuals um, that want to work for big tech companies. So they're probably looking at the market saying it's an employer's market right now, which it is. And how can we acquire talent um, in a cost-effective way? I think it's a good move. I mean, I think I, I was doing that as that was going on. I was like, wait a second. So subscribing <laughs> to that and uh, we'll follow up on the next one with what I learned. Um, but yeah, I mean, Amazon, I think everybody's looking at it, right? I mean, like, I don't think there's any technology company legacy brand that's not looking at Web3 or crypto digital assets as, you know, a new venture for them. And I mean, with Amazon, you know, there's a lot of stuff that they can do, um, you know, both from a product perspective and a customer perspective. So, you know, their partnerships with Ava Labs, you know, now that they're launching maybe some internal products themselves, it's a ton of opportunity. So, I mean, it's sad that they didn't take some of the, you know, web two Amazon folks and maybe port them to the web three side. Um, versus just going external. But, you know, again, if you're external talent, it's a good opportunity to get in with a good company that looks to be, you know, kind of doubling down on this initiative. So more to come on what uh, what Amazon produces. Yeah, there's a, a ton of interesting companies that are hiring in this space right now. Um, like 
I saw Legos was hiring, Crocs is hiring. Um, what else did I see recently that was hiring that was interesting? Um, Nike has a massive Web3 studio that they, I feel like they're always staffing, staffing up for it. Even if it's not just uh, developers, they hire like non-technical talent too. Um, they've been consistently hiring. The Walt Disney Company was doing a big uh, hiring sprint for the Web3 space. So the only one that I have not seen yet, Porsche. which I would love to see, yes, Porsche too, um, Starbucks. I've not seen Starbucks, any job listings for Starbucks um, for their Web3 <laughs> positions. Um, maybe they're doing that internally. I was about to say, it sounds like if they... Uh whatever agenda they're working off of, it's probably just like so tight at the moment. They know like they have everyone in place already. I would imagine, I guess so. Right. I mean, that's interesting. It's not like a, it's not a small endeavor. It's not just like, you know, this is like a massive reward system that they're overhauling. So it's not like there's like a, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, absolutely massive. How many customers does Starbucks have? And they're bringing that many, that massive wave of individuals, introducing them to blockchain technology through the reward system and on Polygon. So this is like massive um, and yet not one job posting that I've seen. And that's also coming from somebody who looks at jobs all day. So maybe it's out there. Maybe it's an internal hiring or maybe they're using a third-party recruiter and hiring in stealth. I think uh, like we, it's always like a big story, like a leak when Apple is like hiring someone in VR or something, right? And that's like a story for like a whole week. So it's, you know, like even there, leaking this type of stuff and Starbucks being so, uh, I haven't heard anything either, right? Like it's, you know, you're like on the front lines seeing no listings and it's not like we're hearing anything either. It's, I don't know, it'll be interesting uh, once this all unfolds though. Yeah, no, I was gonna say it's it's probably some stealth hiring um, as well as I, I think what's, or what I've seen a lot of being built is by like these third party, almost agencies that are taking on like large portions of building these web three initiatives where you know, they're probably paying a lot of money, but they're not having to hire so much talent. So I think, you know, we'll see maybe some of that just immediately come to market. And we're wondering who built it, where did it come from? And we may never know, but we'll see. All right. Well, without further ado, should we dive into the questions that we got this week? About the resume, the most important thing is which jobs application um, looks like for expat alone. So if you got a skill and you have no much experience, how do you fit in? How do you try to navigate to and feel, oh, I, I can do this even though you haven't had the required experience in the application? I believe what uh, he was applying for different types of roles, right? And so he was trying to see um, what experiences are kind of most critical to, uh, to put on your resume. If uh, I believe his unique situation, though, was that uh, he had like different kind of categories of roles that he was applying to, right? So he wasn't sure um, what to put on if he wanted to like split up his resumes or like how to kind of divvy things up on the uh, on the actual resume. Yeah, I mean, I would say if you're applying to different roles or, you know, different sectors of jobs, have a few different copies, right? Like if it's a sales role, have a resume that's focusing on your sales activity and some of your metrics for success, maybe some projects. And then if you do marketing or operations, like tailor one a little bit more towards that side. And then as you're applying, feel free to shoot one or the other in um, and tailor it, right? Like do some A-B testing with maybe what you're getting better responses with. Um, you know, a resume should be live updated. It should just be like, 
you do it once and then you never change it again. I wonder if, um, like, I feel like some questions that I hear about like resumes, it's almost like people are uh, asking for like a lot of permission on like what they're like allowed to do on a resume, right? Like, uh, oh, is it okay to like have do two different ones to like send out and whatnot? Um, I don't know. I feel like, I guess I, I, I appreciate like the level of um, diligence that they kind of have over the whole thing, but it's such a hindrance at the same time, right? I mean, like there, it, it's such a, like the resume is like not something to overthink. I mean, I don't know, maybe I'll eat those words though, because it's very critical document, right? But it's also just that such quick initial impression that, um, you know, it's like so subjective, like so many things about it that, uh, you know, just like optimize for getting a response out of it, you, you know, like sometimes that's, uh, and like, if that means exactly like this, what Alex is saying, like tailoring it, having a couple different copies, um, you know, it's a game sometimes, <laughs> I hate to say it. That's a really interesting point that you bring up, the idea of asking for permission for your resume. Never never really thought about it that way because I, I totally agree. What a uh, bizarre, but like very, very true thing. Um, why do we ask for permission to put things in our resume? I understand like by putting this in my resume, will this increase the, the likelihood that a recruiter responds back to me, um, that I land an interview, you know, does this, will this move me to the next stage um, versus is it okay to put this in? Is it okay to add an avatar? Is it okay to add some color to my resume? Is it okay to mention that I'm in Web2, but I want to make the career transition into Web3? Um, I think that that attitude towards it um, needs to be shifted. We can do whatever we want. It's Web3. There's no guardrails. If you want to add color to your resume, add color. If you want to have a different type of resume, like a Notion document that's live updated, do it. Um, there's no, as long as you can clearly communicate, hey, I have the skills to be able to do X job um, and I'm the perfect candidate for this job opportunity. I, I, I don't think there's, I don't think we should put ourselves in a box. That sounds so millennial as I'm saying that out loud. I recognize that this whole week. I'm like, the things that I'm saying sound so millennial, <laughs> but it's true. I'm not sounding Gen Z. Oh my gosh, quick, quick sidebar. I was on a Twitter spaces two nights ago and we were talking about the idea of influencers helping scale uh, Web3 companies. And our influence, influencers looked at as revenue generating sources or marketing sources. And the first thing I want to talk about is uh, the Michaela drama on TikTok with, with the mascara. See? Oh, Jeffree Star. Jeffrey, yes, yes. So you did see it. Um, oh yeah. And the entire room, reason. the entire room, and it was all guys, and probably, and I, you know, maybe guys in like their thirties and forties. And I like, as I, as it's coming out of my mouth, I was like, wow, that was so millennial of me to like bring this up in a room that like nobody has any idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> They're like, who invited her? Anyways, good. I talk about a niche. I, I'm like, I, I, I should, there's You're no reason it. for me really to like, yeah. <laughs> the Jeffree so Star, that was talk intense. About, yeah, no, I mean, I, so I, 
Jeffree Star is such a genius, right? Uh, but like yes. apparently the, the gravity of this whole thing was like he came out of hiding for this, right? Like to put yeah. it on blast. Like the, yes. the severity of this yes. whole thing was like big. Yes. I mean, he was back. He was like, I am here. <laughs> um, and the best part about it, because I'm in it. I love Michaela. I'm a big fan. Um, and none of this has to do with crypto or hiring. So sorry, guys, if you're watching. <laughs> Just, it's industry news. Just yeah, just stick with me. Um, the best part about all of it, after everything happened, Michaela drops her next three videos, which is promoting like a V Day like palette collection, and she starts her first video after six days of not posting, and she goes, "So I know why all of you are here for this Valentine's Day collection," and she just like goes into her makeup. It was so good. Um, and all of the comments yeah. were like, yeah, all of the comments were like, the hook, you know, the hook, you know what, you know what you were doing to get us to watch this video. And like, good for you that for like, so good. not apologizing. But this all comes back to not apologizing for, you know, you're qualified to do something. However that comes, why ask for permission, right? This is me trying to put it back to each other, back to the, to the conversation. I think it, I mean, look, I'm, I'm going to like rope it back even more though, because uh, it reminds me of, so first of all, like Michaela was unapologetic, right? Like that, that's like the key feature here is that like, she did not yes. care, did what she wanted to do and it, yes. and it worked for her, right? Like it got mm -hmm. it garnered the views, it like got her the, the headlines and whatnot. Um, similar type of like influencer marketing uh, vibe was, I remember like years ago, uh, we were just talking about Gary Vee right before the show here. And uh, I recall some, somebody, uh, they use like a, Kamar, a, a Kendrick Lamar song uh, and they like, they changed up all the words to like talk about Gary Vee and like how much he wanted a job from him. Nice. Got hired instantly, right? Like that video <laughs> went all, all over Twitter and it was just like great. A, a very easy hire on, on Gary Vee's perspective, right? So like next time you're thinking about like if you're allowed to do anything, just like what's going to get you the W, right? I mean, I don't think Tom Brady is on the football field saying like, oh, am I allowed to? Well, I guess they do have like penalties. All right, forget that analogy. <laughs> <laughs> but just get the w <laughs> that's so great what a great conversation yeah all right <laughs> alex uh i was gonna say yeah it's i mean to to both your points right like the resume is one part of a ton of ways to get a job right like even if you have a perfect resume it doesn't mean you're gonna get the job you still got to do all the other stuff right like you said you got to make it your your own you got to do good interviews you got to connect and network with people like don't let the resume be the sole thing you focus on, right? It should be part of it, but it's a snapshot. It's not your whole, you know, approach. So find creative ways, network, connect with people. I mean, try, try out different stuff. And again, don't solely focus on the resume because that is by no means the only thing that's going to get you into the door. I, I think um, I'm kind of just like thinking a little tactically about the whole thing as well. Um, I feel like, because we kind of think it back to, why we might ask permission on these things it's not like we're not it's not like mad men right like we're not like in the 50s it's not like we have like these super strict like structures in every type of company especially like in web3 things are like very different and because i think what they might be getting at like when they say uh if somebody asks can i put this there or whatever because they think it's like a structured kind of going through a, a scanner, right? Like everything has to be like super, super standardized. And if you're even like a little bit off that standard, you're going to get like tossed out immediately. I feel like those days are pretty behind us, right? I mean, like um, 
sure maybe, maybe like back in the day like if you didn't have like 12 point font or something like that then like you were just considered uh like not you know you were kind of uh out of it already um i don't know if, if that thought process is just like still lingering maybe i'm like a little antiquated even, even thinking that that could be an issue to this day but um i don't know i just kind of had to get that out there like it, it's not uh there's not like some big grand kind of process that you're missing out on yeah alex, alex i'm curious how what ratio of crazy eccentric resumes do you see on your on a week to week basis versus the standardized resume? I mean, it's probably one percent, if not less, that are outlandish different. I mean, I'd say ninety nine percent, if not more, are kind of the standard template. Maybe some different fonts or different spacing, but like I feel like everybody's got you know a pretty similar. And and also like I also sometimes see the outlandish ones and it catches my attention, but still the content isn't what I'm looking for. So, you know, you might mm -hmm. be applying for one of my jobs and you've got a cool resume, but the, you know, it's still not the experience I'm looking for. So it still may not even get past that. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's something you see, but um, you know, the company I work for, it's not like a Spotify where like, I've seen a ton of like, want to work at Spotify, want to work at TikToks. So it, it may be different mm -hmm. if you're a recruiter at one of these more kind of brand focused companies versus mine, which is in traditional finance and more people are leaning towards the old school versus this like new school tactic. That totally makes sense. Um, yeah, I was just thinking like the context of the company you work for probably dictates the type of resumes that you see. Because for me, I, my answer is the complete opposite. I see like 80% of eccentric resumes, you know, there's avatars, there's photos, there's, you know, there's 50, 50 ways to sunset of these resumes. Um, and the ones that I see that are traditional are generally individuals that are going for um, traditional companies in a way, like the venture resumes, the ones that want to get into investing or finance or security um, legal, those are traditionally just like your standard resume, um, jam-packed with like data, information, great content. Um, and then the more like creative or developer or what three companies, that's where you start to see people go, I'm going to throw hot pink on my resume and it's going to look great and I'm going to make it work. Um, so just curious to see the difference uh, from recruiter to recruiter. I mean, hot pink it's uh l woods scented her application oh, to harvard yes right and that exactly. got her in <laughs> nick you know so much information man the the parallels you're tying really and the metaphors wow. i'm loving this on to the next question all right here we go here my name is Dmitry. Regarding my work experience, I worked for local trade CEX in the field of qualified technical support for more than two years. For now, I'm looking for a job as a head of customer support. I was looking for vacancies exclusively with remote access to work, but most of all offers on the market are only available with full-time and office work. Furthermore, due to the beer market, the number of job openings is extremely low. Also, the requirements are simply cosmic. Even the great team lead experience at my previous job, many pay attention to the number of years worked, mostly from three, four years. What tools could advise me to find a suitable job in Web3? Hmm. Okay. So digesting that question. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, just like the, the one thing that stuck out was uh, 
it looked like they were looking for like part-time versus full-time and that that was just i was kind of just given immediate takeaways but what else you got Lacey? yeah um and the lack of jobs in the market and the bar Mm -hmm. to entry for those jobs um those are the other two takeaways so we mentioned uh yeah yeah they're so okay so we got uh amount of jobs we've got that's right it was um remote versus on-site it sounded like a lot of them were full-time on-site which was interesting or that's Mm -hmm. maybe like the choices that he was looking at um i mean there's a couple different things for us to speak on here um remote is like totally dominating just from immediately what off the top of my head i don't even think i see too many organizations that are like requiring on-site at least like startups and stuff like that that i'm seeing do you miss being in person either of you i certainly do from time to time Alex is like, i mean i, I enjoy no being way. Remote. i mean like right now i'm in a <laughs> yeah i'm i'm in ohio in right now so ohio like I, that's what i mean so like i i travel so much that remote is literally like a godsend to me um but i also I go to events and stuff and still do some on-site. So it balances it out. I don't think though I could go five days a week, every week. I just, it's, it's so far from that, from my, my perspective. Yeah. I guess you said it perfectly, like from time to time, right? I guess everyone has, you know, there's a, it's especially, I mean, if you're hiring for like salespeople and stuff like that right now, uh, from what I gather, any type of sales team is usually like come on site for two weeks. We at least ramp you up and then, you know, you can kind of go back and be remote. That's a system that makes perfect sense. Right. Because it is really like from time to time at some point, it's nice to like be near everybody. But then if you, if everyone's like dialed in and whatnot, then we could just be just, just as distracting. You know what I mean? So like people are fuel, but they could also uh, suck all the energy out of us at the same time. So it really goes both ways. Yeah. I, I'm starting to miss the the IRL interaction, but I also wonder, like, I couldn't go back into an office five days a week. I love being at home. I love being with my dogs. I travel a lot. Um, but the energy that you have, even if it's like sprints, if we did sprints um, where we're together for a full week, we have a clear goal. And then we do that once every six weeks, once every eight weeks, um, just to bring the team back to center to make sure that everybody's on the same page. Um, but, you know, that doesn't work for every organization. And so just a curious, uh, just a question, you know, if you guys were missing that IRL interaction, but for the most part, I don't see companies that are hiring um, for in-office jobs anymore, unless they're like super early stage startups or large companies that in between accounts for a lot. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I think, to, to the question that he had, check them all out. I think right now in the market, right? Like you might have to be flexible with some part of it. During the bull market, you could literally say, I want to be remote. I want a million dollars. I want this, that, and the other. And companies would give it to you because the market was so competitive. It's still competitive, but I think it is now an employer's market where they're being less flexible with some of that stuff, right? So like if you are interested in a company and you true val- you know, truly value it, maybe 
you know, a couple of days a month is worth it, right? Like be open to some of those ideas, um, but flexible, right? Like apply, see what you find, ask questions during the interview process. And like, if it's, you know, something you want to do, then move forward. But yeah, it is tough. It's hard to find out all that information just from a job posting. What was the other part of this question? There was, I guess the volume, just not a lot. Yeah, well, we are in a bear market. Is there another and it's still a numbers game. I mean, I think that's like a huge, uh, mm -hmm. you know, just like pump the, your output. That's all we can really control anyway. All right. Next question. I, uh, bring us to the next question here. Yeah, let's do it. Um, well, yes, but I'm also known as DC. I'm very happy that you guys are having this right now. Greatly appreciate it. Um, one of my questions is so I have more experience and I just want to know how can I because now I would want to transition from mod to maybe into community management um because on top of the mod experience I do have some marketing experience uh in web three um as well as mostly web two that's what I do um in my web two job but some um a little bit in web three so how do I move from being a community moderator to going into community management and selling that, like if I want to apply for a community management position. The uh, ultimate lateral lateral move, right? Uh, going from community mod mm -hmm. to marketing in Web3. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for, for me with this question, it also sounded like she wants to move up uh, in the, in her career from moderation to a management role where maybe she has more responsibilities, maybe she's doing more, um, she's looking for that pay raise, she's looking to upscale, how do I make that upwards transition? And I don't know, I haven't seen her resume, so I don't know if she has like previous management experience. But to me, that like that sounds like the fundamental question of, of what we just heard is, how do I grow? How do I how do I grow my career from moderating? Yeah, what I what I heard was similar. Like, how do I grow? What do I need to do? Um, I think there's a couple of different things, right? I think, you know, if you're already interested, there might be opportunities or projects that you can jump on, you know, volunteer yourself, say, hey, I'm interested in this to, you know, your company, your project you're working with, try to get some of that on the job experience while you're in your current role. Um, you can ask to do that, right? You know, that's one way. Um, or you can kind of tell that that's what you want to do, right? You can be very prescriptive with, I want to move into, you know, community management in the next three months. What do I need to do? Um, how do I get there, right? Like being very decisive, I think are two good ways. Um, as well as, you know, some of that, if you can't get that internally where you're currently at, there's a ton of projects where it may be, you know, volunteer work that you might be able to still upskill and get some of that community management experience that then you could leverage or turn, you know, into other opportunities. So just a, a couple different things I would think of and maybe try as you look to get to that next step. I mean, there's always like a, there's, there's always like a specific narrative that we can tell with our experience. Right. And so I think um, there's, surely some management has had to have been going on somewhere right like highlighting certain things in like such an order um with like previous experiences putting them in a way i mean 
I, I've literally been given this feedback on on my resume in the past, right? It's like people look at it and they're like, Nick, what the heck is uh, going on here? It looks like a circus threw up on a piece of paper. And it's, uh, you know, very proud of my experience and whatnot, right? But it just, if it doesn't tell a story, that's, uh, that's a, oh my God, yes, that's exactly what I need for this. And like, everything matches up, lines up really nicely. Um, you know, so, so like on the other side of uh, having just like a totally scrambled resume, you can have like a really, really, really direct one. And like even two jobs with like, some achievements that were done within there and like how you kind of uh elevated even like working with other people like highlight those types of things the manager type role is going to be something that uh you know they're going to want to see that you've done kind of a gambit of different things and stuff like that um so yeah i would just say like tell a tell a cohesive story is probably my uh, greatest feedback that came from more experience than i wish it did (laughs) yeah in the bio on top say, I'm looking for a management role. I'm looking to grow into management. And then in your skills section, list management. Those are my two tidbits for this resume. Oprah said, you get in life what you have the courage to ask for. So just ask for it. That's good. Did you just quote Oprah (laughs) on a crypto podcast? (laughs) Like it's a good quote. You know? It is what it is. All right. Somebody else well, said live, laugh, love. Today. I, I don't know if that was Oprah. But... Oh, my God. Make it stop. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Definitely some well, good questions, though. We're looking forward to more. Yep. Yeah. So um, if you are interested in having your questions on this podcast, there are two ways to do it. Um, first is to DM us on Discord. Um, there's a channel that says Recruiting-ish. Um, all the information on how to submit your questions is in there. Second way, which I guess will be our thing going forward, is doing stages. So we'll do stages once a week, um, TBD on the date, but uh, make sure to check out the event calendar in our Discord. We'll give you the opportunity to be able to come up on stage, ask your question, and we'll record it and we'll answer it on the podcast. Oh, I guess in third way, find us on Twitter, any of us, and just yeah, DM us and not like a, a link to the audio. Or email me, nick at metaintro.com. You got literally every single line of communication yes. ready for you here, so uh, no excuses. <laughs> All right, Alex, do you want to wrap us out? No fire yeah. round? And again, apologize. Oh. oh. I didn't come ready with a fire round. Did we, we like that last week? With the delay. <laughs> I know. That's a good we'll point. We'll work on the, it. The delay will, will make it a little weird. And I'll tell you, I think listening back to our uh, podcasts, which I do from time to time because they're amazing episodes. Everyone go give them another listen. Um, there's some Easter eggs. Um, but uh, I, I realized that I don't think we played it right the first time. I was given like one word replies. I don't think, uh, I, I think Lacey wanted us to like, expound a little bit more on the topic and uh looking yeah. back at it, i'm like oh my god nick come on like you're, you're missing yeah. the point here so <laughs> yeah yeah the uh, the idea from that was actually actually came from do you follow bffs barstool's bffs no again well, i've seen it uh, with dave portnoy no and josh yeah i've seen it i've seen it briefly okay. right yeah well they do a smash mary kill but pop culture edition and like i was like 
oh, we should have a fire round like that, just crypto edition. Um, that's a little more PC. So next week we'll do it. We'll optimize for it. <laughs> cool. All right, Alex. Oh, cool. Well, thank you. Nick and Lacey, and apologize if anybody's got the delay, but uh, we'll figure it out. We're still working through it, but engage with us. Like everybody said, I mean, we're, we're here for you. We want to have you guys give us feedback, um, ask us questions. We definitely love hearing from you. So appreciate you guys tuning in and looking forward to talking next week.